It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Thursday. Welcome into the show. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Tony Burke could not join me today. Ed Pete could not join me today. So, just me and you today, Scooter. You got the next best thing besides those two guys. Okay. You know what? Uh, Bart... <laughs> Based on the fact that those are the only three options, okay, I'm going to go ahead and go with that. Hey, I'll, t- I'll take third place. It is Thursday, December 15th. Uh, sorry if you missed me yesterday. I went to my grandson's preschool Christmas spectacular pageant, and I told you he's not going to sing. He's not going to sing. He's not going to participate. It was a line of about 40 preschoolers. Standing there singing Silent Night, Wish You a Merry Christmas, a few songs, and he had to finger up the nose a couple times, uh, but he certainly was not going to lower himself to sing with these other Lilliputians. He and the g- little girl next to him, stoic, just stood there. She didn't sing either? No, no. Is that his little and, girlfriend? And the, uh, the kid on the other side of him, little boy, man, he was life of the party. <laughs> He was singing. He was bowing to the crowd, waving them on. So it was night and day standing next to each other. But it was great. It's always fun. Uh, but glad to be back today. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. You can still get your free breakfast at Thornton's, a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg and cheese burrito. Steak and egg burrito. No cheese on that. It may, may cost extra. What's, uh, what's free plus free? It's still free, right? hmm Add to that a fountain drink, tea, fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda. All you have to do is become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards today to earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Bowl season starts in 23 and a half hours. I love bowl season because I like to gamble. Bahamas Bowl tomorrow. Uh, well, I hit the wrong button. I can't find it. All right. As uh, my man Harry Doyle would say, ah, Christ, I can't find it. Miami of Ohio and UAB, the Blazers, in the Bahamas Bowl, 11.30 a.m. on ESPN tomorrow, followed immediately by the Cure Bowl, Texas-San Antonio, the Roadrunners, against the Troy Trojans and former Kentucky assistant coach John Sumrall, who's the head coach of Troy. They did it last night. The nightmare is over. Cards 94 Hilltoppers, 83. How embarrassed are you if you're a Western Kentucky fan today? That's the first thing I thought when that game ended. Hmm. Because you're seven-point favorite against a team that hasn't covered, hasn't won, hasn't come close to covering a game all year long. And the cards shoot 54.5%, over 50% from three. 19 of 20 at the free throw line, only 12 turnovers. Now, 
let's don't get excited, Carnation. This may be an anomaly. This may be an outlier. They're not going to shoot that well again. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. But impressive, fun to watch, small but vocal crowd. I feel bad for the WKU fans who said, ah, let's go to the Yum Center and watch our team beat this hapless Louisville team. Didn't go that way. By the way, this just in, Rick Stansberry was fired this morning. Not really. No, that's not true. I, I made like, that up. what? Kenny Payne, uh, eight-year extension. $12 million a year. It, but you, So you mentioned Louisville hitting all their shots. It was yeah. the opposite for Western. I mean, Western yeah. had so many open looks that they just didn't knock down. And so looked, if I'm a Western fan, I'm really not that upset. I think Davion McKnight, who's a former Mr. Basketball from Collins, Collins High School in Shelby County, just across the Jefferson County border, mm-hmm. he pressed a little too much. He started off great, and then when they got down, I thought all of their guys pressed a lot, missed some easy looks. Uh, good shots at the rim. I was stunned by the fact that Sharp at seven foot five is not one of the top four scorers on the team. Mm-hmm. At some point, don't you just lob it in there up near the, to the rim and say, "Go get it, big fella." He's just so unpolished. He he's, is. He's gotten a lot better the There's last a reason couple of years. He's but. in Conference USA. Yeah. Let's go to the phone lines. Why not, David? How are you this morning? Yeah, thanks for taking my call, John. I'll tell you what, very, 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 very happy for uh, Kenny Payne, the players that, you know, that that had the hardships of last season. I tell you what, it's, 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 I can just say a great day to celebrate, you know, just a a college, you know, as basketball fan this morning to finally see Kenny Payne finally, and the team and the players, you know, finally, you know, make it through to get the win last night. What do you think? Smiles on their faces, which is oh, great yes. to see because I feel bad for these kids. All right? I do, you, too. you got to feel bad for them. I felt bad for Kenny Payne, although, you know, if you're Kenny Payne, it's your responsibility here. I'm not, I'm not feeling as bad for the coach as I am for the players. But it was nice to see that. Now, here's the negative part of that. You're celebrating like you just want, got to the Final Four. You beat Western Kentucky. You beat WK. But I wonder about Western Kentucky last night. Do you think maybe they were just so well, you know, just so sure that they they thought they had an automatic overconfident. victory last night? Yeah, I think there was overconfidence. Yeah. But I looked at their schedule. They were eight and one coming into this game. They hadn't beaten mm-hmm. anybody. They beat Wright State. Their loss was to Akron. So I mean, the schedule didn't do Western Kentucky any good. They didn't have any difficult games along the way here that they won. They beat Wright State by two or three, a team that beat Louisville uh, by two or three. So this was an even game with the home team being the cards. I do agree with you, David. I think that maybe this is one that the players, these are 17, 18-year-old guys, they subconsciously said, oh, we're going to win this game. We don't have to worry about and this. And social media, probably their fans, and probably just, you know, pats on the back on campus, probably the game coming up. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. This is our they, year to they, go they in there and beat the snot out of them. And it just – I give the cards credit. Look, they had a week Why off. They had six days off to prepare for this game after the uh, Sunday game last weekend. Or, I'm sorry, right. let me let me take it back. They had – Five, well, I, I know still Florida think they had State, it was a, I mean, Florida, that State. Florida State. Yeah, they had four days off. I mean, but a uh, late game. It, it, by the way, late game, ESPN2 on a Wednesday night, it's hard right. to travel to those games. It's hard mm-hmm. to be the ro- harder to be the road team on those late night weekday games. And it showed last night. 
And L. Ellis yeah. had 30 points, 10 assists. Kamari Lands was making shots. Uh, uh, Huntley Hatfield played pretty well. Best game we've seen this season for Sidney Curry. It looked like the late season Sidney Curry from last year. Jalen Withers got two fouls in the first minute, including a technical, and finished with 10 points and six rebounds. So contributions across the board. They And here's the thing I noticed, and I was watching at a local establishment with a couple of friends. They moved on offense. There were not two or three guys just standing around watching L. Ellis try to do something on his own. Good passes, and this team had movement on offense, and it led to open shots, and that's how you shoot 54.5%. Yeah, I, I, like I said, if, if just one of those things were just, you know, even, you know, just, I guess, even players off the, what didn't it, when like Basili came off the bench? Basili played the well. Bench they played had, very well. Did they have any other uh, bench players last night? Uh, they only had three guys that actually got in the game off the bench last night, which I found interesting. Kenny Payne shortened the rotation a little bit. We didn't see Zan Payne. We didn't see Roosevelt Wheeler last night. We didn't see Hersey Miller. So he has shortened the rotation a little bit, trying to keep his best players on the court for uh, more of the game. Uh, I think it's a, it's a move, you know, it, it obviously each game is different. It depends on what's going on in the game. But other than Withers, the Cards didn't get in foul trouble. And they were able to, no, they didn't. They were able to stick with their best players throughout the night. And, um, you know, everything, look, everything went right last night. Let's be honest. I thought, you know, the, Let's the be two fouls of, of Withers, I thought, you know, <laughs> Withers, boy, it's going to be a rough night for him. But I guess Withers coming back, I guess that's. Yeah. And you, you know, thought, that, here that, we that, go that again. I think on the yeah. second trip, L. Ellis threw a cross-court pass that went 30 feet over the head of the intended receiver, <laughs> over Kenny mm. Payne's head, into the crowd, and you thought, oh, my gosh, Withers has a technical. He's got two fouls. L. Ellis just threw one into the, into the 15th row. Here we go again. And that's not what happened. Right. Because Western no, it, got it, off to a pretty good start. WKU got off mm-hmm. to a pretty good start. But as, as Scooter mentioned when we were off the air, they missed a lot of open shots last night. And if you're Louisville, if you're going to win, you got to make open shots, and the other team's got to miss open shots. And that's what happened last night. Yeah. Well, one thing about it, I guess, like I said, we, I know we've got the, the bowl game for the football team. I'm wondering, like I said, with, with like I said, Scott Satterfield leaving, going to the school that, you know, like I said, we're going to play. You know, Louisville's going to play Saturday. I wonder how that's going to – you know, with Deion Branch coaching, I wonder how what what staff will he put together for this uh, bowl game um, Saturday? They, they've got a whole lot of support people. They've got a few uh, holdover coaches that hung around. And I said this when Scott Satterfield left. Get a guy right. in there that is going to let these kids go to Boston and have a lot of fun. Win or lose, you know, this is a, a non-important bowl game. You want to go up. You want to let these kids who just lost their coach – have a lot of fun, and there's nobody better than Dion Branch. He's a positive guy. He's a, a motivator and who is also there for the kids. And I just hope they're up in Boston having a good time this weekend. And, and I hope so, Maybe too. they get a win. Louisville, by the way, is a two-point favorite in the That's Fenway good. Bowl over Cincinnati. That's good. And, and keep in yeah. mind, the Bearcats have an interim coach in there as well. I mean, both staffs are gutted, basically. Scott Satterfield took a lot yeah. of guys with him to Cincinnati. Uh, Luke Fickle taking a lot of his guys with him to Wisconsin. Wisconsin. So you've got some, uh, a couple of staffs that are probably just trying to keep their teams together. 
11 a.m. on Saturday in the uh, Fenway Bowl on ESPN. I, I do look forward to it. I'm, I want to see yeah. what happens. Yeah, I do too. I mean, because, you know, you think, gosh, you know, the football team. But I, I thought for sure that, that Scott Satterfield's contract would, 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 would finish out the way, the way, you know, he turned it around, though. Well, you know, I, after I the, think he wanted an extension. My, my, yes. my belief is Cincinnati called. And then the agent went to Josh Hurd and said, hey, look, we want an extension. And Josh Hurd said, uh, I might give you another year or I might give you a little more money. I'm not going to give you both because, A, you went 7-5. and five. B, you, right. you, didn't, you haven't beaten your arch rival in four tries, and it hasn't been nope. close. Mm. So um, I think he ca- they called Satterfield's bluff, and at that point Satterfield basically had to take that Cincinnati job. And and keep this in mind too, David, and th- and I appreciate the call. He was yeah. he was always under the cloud of Brom. The cloud of Brom was always there. He he won four games in a row this year, and you didn't hear anything about the Brahms. But you lose one game, and then all of a sudden, who when's Jeff Brom coming back? Boy, can we get Jeff Brom back? Satterfield dealt with that for, and part of it was his own making when he flirted with South Carolina. But he dealt with the Brom noise for the entire four years he was here. That that's a big cloud in this town. Mm-hmm. That's a big cloud. Thank you for the call, David. I appreciate it. Have a good day, uh, Scooter. Your thoughts there on on Satterfield and uh, am I right about the Brom cloud? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and for the circumstances having to deal with all that, I I thought he did a really good job. He did, and this year he did, and yeah. that four game winning streak plus part of that. A win that was outside of that four-game winning streak, keep in mind, was a win at Central Florida early in the year after you come off a loss at Syracuse that everybody is just ripping this Louisville team because it's Syracuse, and then Syracuse goes on to be 6-0 and before they get beat. Mm-hmm. Now they flounder down the stretch, but you lose to Syracuse, and everybody thinks Syracuse stinks. Syracuse didn't stink, as it turned out. Yeah, I mean, this year wasn't so much about the Brom. It was more just about the noise of being fired, not keeping your job at the end of the season. But look, he won. I get it. You win seven games, you go to a bowl game, you're going to tell your agent, hey, see what's out there, and we need an extension. We need an extension, we need a raise. And I, th- I, I give Josh Hurt, I give Satterfield's agent credit for asking for it, and I give Josh Hurt credit for saying, nope. And Josh Hurt, that was, it worked out perfectly. For the Louisville uh, mm-hmm. athletic director, because you didn't have to give him an extension, you didn't have to pay him any more money. He could have stayed, but when he didn't, it was easy. Mm-hmm. Hey Jeff, we've had two chances to do this before and blew it. Let's get it right this time. Now he looks like a hero. Now Josh Hurd is now a hero, and Kenny Payne's a hero today. <laughs> I don't know how long it lasts. You got Florida A and M coming in here. Here's some numbers for you, Scoot. You'll like this. Uh, Louisville moved up 12 notches in the net ratings. Yesterday. Wow, 250 now? They or went 350? to uh, they went to 347. Wow, from 359. Florida A&M is 358 as we speak. They've got two wins. I think they were both against uh, Division two schools or Division three. And I looked this up today. Hartford University, who is last in the net rankings, has four wins. Wow. Three of them are against Division Three teams, and the other one is against Fairleigh Dickinson. Now, I didn't 
go any further down the rabbit hole to see where FDU was ranked in the net rankings. But the last team in the net rankings does have four wins. So there's hope. There's hope, Cardinal fans. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Florida A&M beat Edward Waters by 11. It, and Edward it, Waters is terrible. He, uh, you going to use your joke here? No, no but you want to do it. It's hard to beat. <laughs> it's pretty easy to beat one guy. Uh, Western Kentucky, by the way, went from 128 overnight to 186. Wow. They lost 58 spots in the net ranking based on one loss last night. To Louisville. If you're wondering, Kentucky is 29th in the net rankings. Indiana moved up two spots last night, even though they didn't play. They moved up from 18 to 16. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. NFL football week 15 starts tonight. We'll talk about that. UNLV has a new uh, uh, offensive coordinator. It's a name you'll remember. And we'll have soccer talk with Scooter. After the break, you're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline open 384 1450. 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text in at that number, 414-1450. Cards win last night over Western Kentucky. I can't say it enough because first time in 281 days I've been able to say it. That's incredible. <laughs> Cards over Western, 94-83. The guy that was there is on the line. Let's go to the M&M Cartage hotline. Ed, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. If there was ever a win over Western Kentucky any more important than or more <laughs> significant than that, you've got to go back to the 50s or the 40s for that when Ed Diddle coached and against, uh, uh, I want to say Frank Camp. It was Peck Hickman. Uh, you know, they had a great rivalry back in those days. But were, you, were you covering that game? This, were you covering that no, Pat Kickman game? I don't know. That, 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 that was a year or two before I was born. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I wasn't raise, sure. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you thought in the second half they were going to fold. Yes. I my mean, hand time, is completely up. I thought the best bet of the night last night was halftime bet Western Kentucky to win the game outright. I did. I guess I think what Louisville's up eleven at halftime. Is that right? Ed? Yep. Yeah, yeah. When you make, when you make a bet like that, is it it it's not on points or anything? No, you just take what you at, got and go. At that point, you could have got a good a good odds on Western just to win the game outright. Shoot, I'd have I'd have laid a hundred on Louisville <laughs> and sat there and squirmed to death. <laughs> well, you'd have had to give points if you'd have had Louisville. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. They were already up eleven. They're not going to give you a free eleven points. I can tell you that. Um, well, what's no, the best thing you it, saw last night? Uh, L. Ellis playing under control for the most part. Yeah. He did make a few mistakes, but it seemed like everybody that played did a little bit of something. I thought J.J. Trainer came in and gave him a great lift off the bench uh, on the front line. I thought starting uh, uh, Baselli at guard, the off guard, at least just starting him, and and L. Of course, moves over to the Non or to the uh, just the uh, shooting guard, and I thought that was a good move. And he he would you know 
he ran people in and out. It's the best job that Kenny has done, that Payne has done on all here in, in rotating people now. When he rotates those people, they have to perform. And for the most part, they did last night. I, I, I was not. I was a little bit surprised that Western didn't try to go into their 7-5 center a little bit more because when he got the ball, you know, Curry tried, and it was Curry's one of his better games. They couldn't stop him. He and took Eddie took three shots all night long. Jamarian Sharp. That, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. But yeah, anyway, uh, I thought Western had a nice team. They got some shooters on that team. McKnight from Collins is a good player. Yeah, and I can, uh, uh, it starts with an F. The 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 uh, the three point shooter. Boy, he can light it up. Uh, so, Fra- uh, you know, Luke Frampton, Peter Frampton. Frampton. I called him. Frampton. Frampton, Frampton comes alive. <laughs> Great albums. Frampton well, comes alive. <laughs> but I, I, you know, like you said, uh, and, and, and like uh, Western's coach said, uh, Ellis was elite last night. Yeah, he and was. For the most part, yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't guard him. Once he got going and got the confidence, and they, you know, you knew what they were going to do when the shot clock got below ten seconds. It's clear out and go one on four, and they couldn't guard him. I mean, he was he was that quick. Now the the important number to me, Ed, that. is not the thirty points; it's the ten assists that L. Ellis had last night. Yeah, now ten assists. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And guys were in the right place when they, he threw the ball to them. There was offensive movement last night. All five well, guys were moving. Couldn't believe it. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. And then even when Western kind of went to a Oh, a, a pseudo three quarters are kind of pressed to kind of maybe make you speed it up or, or something. They, for the most part, now they did turn it over some, but for the most part, and they went full court there late in the game, their press was not effective. And uh, I know Jason Frakes is a Western grad. <laughs> he goes, I've never seen him. I've never seen a more, uh, a two, three zone that was more passive than that two, three zone was. And, it was a bit passive, although Louisville hit shots last night. And as uh, Western's coach said, and why his name escapes me, I don't know. Rick Stansberry. Rick Stansberry, the preacher man. The preacher. Uh, the preacher, yeah. Uh, he said that uh, uh, Louisville, that's not the same Louisville team you saw in the, first, in the, no, in the nine games. Absolutely not. And he, said, and he said fans and media, and he pointed out at the media uh, that they need to get off Kenny because he, he can get it done. and. He proved to me last night that uh, that that was a good job. But Ed, it's one now, it's one game. I was just getting to that. I said this to Did Scooter. They, it's they one beat. game, and they're not going to shoot fifty five percent every game, and they're not going to hit nineteen out of twenty free throws every game, and they're not going to shoot over fifty percent from three. I feel like until I see it again, this is just an outlier. Well, and this is, sounds crazy, uh, but they they really need to beat Florida A and M. And then the, their next game is is against the team, uh, Chris. Uh, the week, the Tuesday before Christmas, that's a winnable game. Lipscomb. And then they go to NC State. Well, Lipscomb, yeah, Lipscomb. That'll be a test. Lipscomb's used. I don't know how good Lipscomb is this year, but uh, well, did, they're in. Uh, did Lipscomb? They're in Bellarmine's League. They're in the Atlantic Sun. Uh-huh. They're seven okay. and four this year. Now I don't know who they played, but they're seven and four, and they are picked ahead of Bellarmine. Uh, in the preseason poll of the Atlantic Sun coaches. So um, I would say they're not bad. 
Yeah. You'll know a little so. bit uh, Saturday, um, Lipscomb plays at Michigan. Oh. So keep That'll that. You know, you might want to try to find that game on your on your local dial. They lost well, to Notre Dame. Dial. They lost to Notre Dame, sixty six to sixty five. Uh, well, and I know they played them up there. Yes. So that's a that, that's a good showing. South Bend. Because that place that place is a hard place to win. But I can tell you where my TV is going to be locked to. Uh, at uh, eleven a.m. on eleven a.m. Now the, get that lead eleven a.m. The Satterfield Bowl. You're you're gonna watch you're gonna watch a college football game played in one of the most historic baseball parks in the world. <laughs> That's kind of funny, I think. Every every uh, time a quarter, quarterback takes a snap, I'm going to be thinking about Carlton Fisk's home run in 1975. <laughs> uh, I mean, really? Yeah. You know what's interesting yeah. about oh, this? Yeah. Uh, Ed, because of the layout of the field, both teams are going to be on the same side of the field. Both benches are on the same side of the field. That'll be interesting. That 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 will be interesting. I that yeah, and the same thing at the uh, at the pinstripe ball. Yes, the bench yeah. on the on the same side of the. And uh, that's, 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 Greg Brom reminded me Monday that when Purdue played Northwestern a couple years ago in the Wrigley Field, that's the way it has to be. They have to put the teams uh-huh. on the same same bench. And you know, I I I don't have a part with bowl games, and I mean, there's you might as well like them because they're going to be there, and there's always going to be a bunch of them. But you know, basically, this game doesn't mean really a whole lot. It's braggy. Maybe no. it means a little bit no. more for Louisville because it's going to be Satterfield School, it's the Kel, uh, keg of nails, and that that sort of thing. So you know, I mean, I I, I fully think it'll be a, I think it'll be an entertaining game now. Uh, I know Cincinnati's missing a lot of people, and Louisville's missing a big chunk of their offense. But defensively, Louisville should be able to get after them. Did you? Uh, yeah. Did you see who the new offense coordinator at UNLV is? Yes, I did. And you know what? I, first thing I thought because the UNLV coaches had some uh, problems, uh, their, their record wise. I'm thinking he's going to be in Vegas, and he'll get that job <laughs> in a year or two. Louisville, Louisville should try to schedule UNLV. If you don't know, uh, <laughs> listener, we're talking about Robert Petrino, who is the uh, the new offense coordinator under former Missouri coach Barry Odom is the new head coach at UNLV. And uh, Bobby Petrino leaves the head head job at Missouri State to take over as offense coordinator in, at UNLV. In my mind, you know that, that's we- a lateral move in my mind. You're going well, – because you're going from yeah, head coach to offense coordinator. But you know as soon as, as, as we're talking here – is he's he's just waiting for something else big like a, I don't oh. know, an Oklahoma State or, or or whoever it might be, I mean, to pop up so he can move up the ladder. Well, we've learned yeah. this in the last month from Hugh Freeze getting the job um, at Auburn. If you can coach, uh-huh. if there is a perception that you can coach, off yep. the field doesn't matter. It ain't Somebody it will hire you. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no question about that. You know, uh, uh, Petrino is from Idaho, or his his dad played football. Right. At, uh, Coached up there too. Yeah. I, yeah. And I'm thinking, if one of those jobs came open, he would be ripe for one of those jobs, and would probably jump at that if, if he could. So, but I, uh, you know, I, who, who knows? I still who think. I still I, think, and I'll say this: I've said it numerous times. Rick Rick Petrino is going to be a Power Five head coach next year. 
How about the 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 coach at Syracuse when Jim Beheim gives it up? Yeah, which I don't they'll ever give it up. I think Georgetown you know, I might be the that. destination. Georgetown could be the destination if uh, they forced out Patrick Ewing. Although I was surprised I Patrick they, Ewing got another year this year. To be honest with you, they were they were they were awful last year. For them. It'd be crappy for them to push Patrick Ewing out, but yeah, it's tough it to push a that. legend out the door. That's tough. Well, here's another thing too. Patino, uh, you know, flirted a little bit with Michigan. So if a Big Ten job were to come open, well, let's put it this way: if it's a Par Five school and it's to his liking in any way, shape, or form, he's gone. There's no if ands or buts. I, I, I completely agree. Um, and remember. No. That that's a that's a historical moment you mentioned because when he left the Celtics or when he was forced out of the Celtics situation, he had his choice, Louisville or Michigan. He could have t- gone either way. So revisionist history, think what the world would have been like had he taken the Michigan job. And Louisville would have had to go in a different direction. You don't know who they'd have gone with. Right. And right. uh I mean it's it's a historic it was a historical moment in the history of the Louisville program. Well, and here Michigan and Louisville play in the 2013 yeah. NCAA championship game. So he could have been just, on the other sideline. Could have been on the other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, volleyball tonight. Yes. Uh, probably 930. Uh, uh, 930-ish. Through the second game of the doubleheader, Louisville and Pittsburgh. Final four here. It's a final four. Well, it, it's going to be a difficult match. I think Louisville might have played might have played their best match that they played all year when they beat them at, at the, uh, uh, not at the Yum, but out at the, uh, the, I call it the Little Yum, out on campus at yeah. LNN Federal Credit Union. They were they were lights out that night, beat them three games to none. And I'm telling you, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is good. but Pittsburgh kinda, beat I, Louisville I, once this year as well, right? Is that correct? Right. That was, that was up in Pittsburgh, yeah. But uh, I was impressed uh, seeing them last Saturday. Uh, Chausse and uh, De Beer and uh, Jones are all they, they don't have a weak link. The only thing that I can figure out is they're serving sometimes gets them a little in a little bit of trouble, but that's easy to fix. So we'll we shall see uh, tonight. Uh, I'll have to drink an extra cup of coffee or take a nap this afternoon. <laughs> no oh, dose. Go buy you some no dose. By the way, I am coming in tomorrow. Okay, so. that's good because this audience can't get enough of you. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, all right, later. All right. That is Ed, as always, a treasure. By the way, uh, it is the Volleyball Final Four, second straight year that the Cards have made it to the Final Four. They'll play Pitt, as I mentioned, about 930, right after the other semifinal match, which is San Diego State and top-ranked Texas. Keep in mind, uh, Coach Danny is uh, from the Omaha area. She's going to have a whole lot of people uh, in the stands. But now that Nebraska is out, they'll be maybe pulling for Louisville, the, the casual fan, because uh, Danny Busboom kelly is from that area. She spoke about that yesterday in her press conference. And, um, again, she thinks her team is ready because now they've been there. Last year was eye-opening. Oh, we're, look where we're at. Now it's more about business with these players. So certainly uh, I'll ha- I don't drink coffee, but maybe a couple of Mountain Dew um, 
lights. What do they call them? the light Mountain Dew? Zero. Zero Mountain Dew. Maybe I'll get one of those red Mountain Dews. Those things have to have plutonium in it's them. It's the best Mountain Dew. So uh, I'll be watching that uh, tonight. We'll have uh, Ed on the show tomorrow. We will. It might be the volleyball hour. No, it's Friday. It's got to be football Friday. By the way, before the hour is over, I'll give you a pick on the first bowl game tomorrow since it starts at 11. I don't want to cheat and give you a pick at 12.05, so I'll give you a pick on the Bahamas Bowl before we get off the air today. Let's take a break. Didn't get to it because Ed called, but Soccer Talk with Scooter coming up after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Ass. Well, Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio, final segment of the day on this Thursday. Eminem Cartage hotline's open, 384-1450, 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open as well. You can hit me up on the text line at 414-1450. Texter says, John Lipscomb has also beaten Belmont. I think that was a two-point win for Lipscomb. Uh, Texter says, uh, solid squad. Yeah. Um, Scooter and I were talking off the uh, off the air. Cards better win Saturday. Mm-hmm. Because Lipscomb, that is a – that's not Western Kentucky. That's a tough challenge for uh, Louisville basketball on Tuesday. Then they go to NC State. Then all of a sudden you're uh, firing away into – uh, conference play, and as I mentioned, not good if you're Louisville. Not good. Uh, but look, enjoy last night. If you're a fan, you needed that. Enjoy it. Have fun. Enjoy the win, man. You're not the worst team in the state of Kentucky. You lost to Bellarmine. You got Kentucky on the horizon on uh, New Year's Eve. So we've talked about Bellarmine lost to Moorhead, so by the transitive property, Moorhead's better than Louisville. How many times does Louisville beat Western in a 10-game series? Same teams. Everything the same. I don't know. Probably. If these two teams play 10 times, Mm -hmm. Louisville probably wins three. That's it? I was going to go five. I say they probably split. I think Western's better than they played last night. And, again, I I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't think Louisville's as good as, as what happened last night. Uh, at NC State, after the Lipscomb game Tuesday next week, a week from tonight at NC State, then they go to Kentucky a- after a nine-day hiatus. Keep that in mind. So, look, you got time to put some things in and try to get some stuff right. And Kentucky certainly hasn't looked like world beaters so far this year. That's a noon game, same time as Kentucky's bowl game, by the way. Uh, Louisville and Kentucky in Rupp on the 31st. Then you really get into conference play. Syracuse, Wake Forest at Clemson, North Carolina at home, Pittsburgh at home, and you round out January at Boston College and at Notre Dame. I just don't uh, I don't know where the wins are. There are going to be a couple of wins here and there. If, look, if they're going to play like they did last night once in a while, the key is can you do it consistently? Told you off air. Maybe maybe Wake Forest is an opportunity to snag a win. I mean, they needed an over or a buzzer beater to beat Appalachian State, State. Yeah, who beat Louisville by That's one. True. Yeah. So so never mind. Wake Forest beats Louisville game. by two. Even game. No, even game. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
I, I just look. You're not going to shoot. Nobody shoots fifty five percent. Nobody shoots over fifty percent from three on the year. They don't. Very few teams hit nineteen out of twenty free throws. Combine that with only twelve turnovers. That's a recipe for success. But that's also that's one of those secret recipes. A lot of people, most people don't have them. Mm-hmm. And Louisville's not going to have it a lot. Now they did win by double digits. Very impressive victory. Even if they don't shoot fifty five percent. Don't make all the free throws. Maybe they still win that game last night. But it's a heck of a lot closer than 11. With those numbers that I gave you, shooting percentage-wise, you should win by 20. Yeah. I don't care who you're playing. I mean, they had their opportunity. They were up by 20. Western shot 47%. Early in the second half. Western didn't shoot it extremely poorly. But Western also missed, as you mentioned, if you watch the game, missed a lot of open shots. All right, we're going to do this quickly. Soccer, is it the soccer minute with Scooter or just soccer talk with Scooter? Because are we going to go more than a minute here? Depends how long you want to take it. France beats Morocco 2 nothing yesterday. Argentina won the day before. You've got Mbappe <laughs> and uh, France, who is the defending World Cup titleist from four years ago, going against Argentina and 35-year-old Messi. This is probably Messi's last shot at the World Cup. He'll be 39 the next time it rolls around. Who you got? I am going to go with Messi and Argentina. But it's, it's going to be a heck of a game. And if you do watch it, just... while o'clock Sunday morning, by the way. Correct. While you're Perfect. watching it, just appreciate Kylian Mbappe. I mean, the dude's in his prime. He's such a good yeah. soccer player. A lot of people, I don't feel like, appreciate good soccer players when they're in their prime. And Mbappe is that. And he's I'm, a lot of fun to watch. I'm pulling for Argentina for Messi. Yeah, same. To get the World Cup. Messi's coming to the MLS. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. That's going to be awesome. Probably going to be making $75 million a year yeah. to play. Yeah. Mbappe, but, by the way, makes $100 million a year. That's incredible. incredible. Uh, with uh, his Premier League. Team. Yeah. By the way. Saint, what is it? Paris Saint-Germain. Saint yep. I'm trying to say it like, <laughs> like croissant. By the way, if it's not only just the championship, the third place game is going to be awesome as well on Saturday. Don't care. But if you, if you need something to watch on Saturday morning. And I'll tell you why I don't care. They used to have a consolation game in the NCAA basketball tournament. Mm-hmm. Third place game. Nobody cares. That's why they don't have it anymore. Because no. nobody cares. Well, now, do, they, do these countries get extra money or something if they finish third instead of fourth? I'm sure. You think so? I'm sure, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe so. But right. It's going to be awesome. Croatia, Morocco, should be a good time. Yeah, but... It, Aren't we happy that it's France and Argentina? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because if it was Croatia against France or Morocco against Argentina, we'd be like, eh, whatever. But France and – I don't know a lot about soccer, but France and Argentina, to me, Mbappe and Messi, I know those names. Maybe maybe it's it's good TV. And you got 10 o'clock soccer, 12 o'clock NFL pregames, leads right into NFL Sunday football. I know what I'm doing Sunday. Do we have Saturday NFL football we this week? We do. We've got three games That's Saturday. That's awesome. Glorious. All yeah. on the NFL Network. That's phenomenal. So we got to have the NFL Network, uh, including, I think, the Bengals uh, are one of the Saturday games. Let me pull it up here on the old un- uneventful phone. No, I'm wrong. Indianapolis, Minnesota, 1 o'clock, 4.30, Baltimore at Cleveland. And uh, 8-15, Miami and Buffalo during a big snow in yeah. Buffalo. That's going to be awesome. 
Buffalo's seven point favorite in that game. Miami that? is eight and five. Buffalo's ten and three. The Bills are seven point favorites. They're expecting about six inches of snow between Friday night and Saturday night uh, for the ball game in Buffalo. Did you see Tua's comments when they asked him about that? Yeah, I did. He's full of crap. <laughs> uh, if I'm thinking about uh, whether I can grip the ball or not, then I'm not focused on the right thing. I, we had we had snow in Alabama. No, you didn't. <laughs> you had dusting in Alabama. This is snow. Uh, last week at San Francisco, or two weeks ago in San Francisco, Miami had – it was 50 degrees, and they had heaters on the sideline. Mm-hmm. This is a different beast in Buffalo now. <laughs> if you get a lake effect snow in Buffalo, ooh, uh, I'm giving you a preview of maybe the uh, the unsponsored six-pack because Miami, they're not going to want to know what to do. They're not going to know what to do in that cold. By the way, uh, this soccer update with Scooter is brought to you by Thorns. Why not? That's right. Yeah. Or you can still get your free breakfast. Just sign up for uh, Become a New Refreshing Rewards Membo, member <laughs> or Membo on the app today and get your free breakfast at Thorns. Uh, NFL Week 15 starts tonight. San Francisco and Seattle. The Niners have won six straight. Keep, in, keep that in mind. They were three and four at one point this year. They're now nine and four. And they won the last four of those six by double digits, including a 35 to seven whitewashing of of Tommy and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week, 35-7. Everybody's romping now. Purdy was the quarterback. Now, they lost Trey Lance to a uh, season-ending ankle injury early in the year. Jimmy G got hurt, fractured uh, foot. He's out for the year. So they bring in Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, last player picked in the draft a couple years back. They put him in. They don't miss a beat. Their defense is really good. Their running game with Christian McCaffrey is fantastic. Brock Purdy, all he's got to do is not throw interceptions. Don't fumble. Don't throw interceptions. We'll run the ball. You'll throw a couple of good passes here and there, and our defense will win the games for us. Um, Purdy is questionable with an oblique injury. Looks like he's going to play tonight. San Francisco can clinch the NFC West with a win tonight. Uh, it wasn't three weeks ago that Seattle seemed to be the favorite for the NFC West. They've dropped off a little bit. Kenneth Walker the third is expected to play tonight. He's been the best rookie running back in the league for Seattle. Uh, he had an ankle injury, missed last week's loss to uh, Carolina. Tyler Lockett, wide receiver. Uh, this is for all you fantasy owners. He's got a uh, touchdown catch in six straight games now. So um, I like the way these offenses sound right now, Debo Samuel out right now for San Francisco. Um, I like the Niners tonight. I'm going to give the three. Road team, hot team, trying to clinch the division, get that over with. They've won their last four by double digits. They've won six in a row. San Francisco, uh, Seattle going the wrong way a little bit. Even though they get Walker back tonight, I think San Francisco's defense is the difference, and they cover the three points tonight. I disagree. I got Seattle. All right. Well, maybe we'll have I don't, to. Uh, I don't even need the points. Give me the money line. Oh, wow. Is that because it's because of the 12th man? Um, no, it's, Seattle? it's just because that line doesn't make sense to me. So I'm going the other side. <sighs> that one actually makes sense to me. San Francisco minus three on the just, road. Makes I, sense. I, I'm just not a San Francisco believer. See, I, I about a month ago when they were five and four, maybe six and four, 
I put a little green on the Niners to win the NFC. Ooh. Not the Super Bowl. Now the I get NFC, it. To get to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I love this defense, man. I love their defense. They, they, they made Brady look like a non-Hall of Famer last week. I don't know what else to talk about. All right, college basketball last night. Did you watch UCLA? I watched a little bit of it. Not a whole lot. But, yeah, they kicked some butt. 87-60 was the final over Maryland, uh, 20th-ranked Maryland, and it was not that close. Um, UCLA in Kentucky Saturday, mm-hmm. 5.30-ish. If you're a Kentucky fan, did that scare you? Oh, I'm nervous. Yeah. Absolutely. Because Kentucky's had three top games. I would call them top games, and they've lost two of them. Mm-hmm. And the other one was Michigan. They beat Michigan, and Michigan's no longer in the top 25. So they don't have a win over a top 25 team this year. Gonzaga made them look silly, and we found out Gonzaga has their own flaws. Uh, the Michigan State game, obviously first game of the year, so you never know. Uh, you know that's Sometimes you throw the first game of the year out because you don't know your team yet. But the fact remains, they haven't beaten a top 25 team. They didn't look impressive against Yale. Yale had that game tied early in the second half. Well, Yale was smart. Yale is – well, it's my alma mater. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, sure it is. <laughs> but, yeah, UCLA, if I'm a Kentucky fan, this is a game they need to win because, I mean, yes, you got Kansas later in the year. The SEC, you're going to get Tennessee a couple times. You're going to get Arkansas once. Louisville game means nothing at this point because there's there's nothing that good that can happen for Kentucky in that game. They can win by 30. doesn't matter. There's nothing good that can happen. Uh, they need some quad one victories. Uh, if you want to be a top, top seat, if you want to be in the Louisville Regional in March Madness, which is exactly where they want to be, they want to be able to pick that regional, say, hey, we want to play there. Got to win some quad one games. You're going to have to beat Tennessee a couple times. You're going to have to win the SEC, and this UCLA game would go a long way because UCLA is they're good and they're going to be a, a top twenty team all year long. Well, it's two teams with a lot of pieces that if they put the puzzle together correctly are really really good. So if I'm I'm just hoping we get two complete puzzles on Saturday and get just a phenomenal game well, out of it. It looks like Kentucky at least is missing some puzzles. A couple of the pieces fell under the table and we can't find them or do- put, dog ate them to put the puzzle together. <laughs> um I, they don't know what to do with Chris Livingston. Uh Oscar finally became Oscar again in that second half, but how how much can you rely There are going to be teams that are going to be able to take that away. Yale mm-hmm. couldn't take it away. Teams are going to be able to take that away, at least enough where somebody else has to help out. And I said this the other day, Severe Wheeler took 14 shots against uh, Yale. Way too many. Reeves, Toppin, uh, and who was the other one I was thinking of? Frederick. No, it wasn't Frederick. Wallace Wallace, combined for 17 attempts, and Wheeler had 14 attempts. That, That can't happen. That can't happen. Oh, I told you I was going to give you the bowl winner. Oh, yeah. Did I not? Hit me. Um, I'm taking the points. I told you earlier, I'm going to take points in a lot of these bowl games because with all the opt-outs, by the way, Charlie Jones-Purdue opted out of the Citrus Bowl. LSU's now an 11-point favorite over Purdue January 2nd. I'm taking Miami of Ohio plus the 11 against UAB, 11.30 tomorrow morning on ESPN. we got to get this TV in here fixed, Scooter, so I can watch the Bahamas Bowl tomorrow. Better talk to our cable guy, Trevor. We'll see you then. Uh, We'll talk to you tomorrow. Ed Peak in studio.
Beers on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. I heard it, I heard it, I heard it on the X.